Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. There were two more murders 15 miles when away. Arrived, the they found the telephone and electricity line. described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. Cup of murder. Life is full of a series of events that, if done differently, could lead to an entirely different life. A man was arrested and sentenced to 70 years in prison for the murder of an infant. A man who was paroled after just 10 years and went on to take the lives of close to 20 women. Had this man's life, who was arrested on January 9th, 1992, gone differently, these women may still be alive. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. William Lester Suff was, in 1974, tried and convicted in Texas for the death of his two-month-old daughter. He and his then-wife, Terrell, were both convicted, yet hers was later overturned due to insufficient evidence. The baby died of a ruptured liver and broken bones, and William was sent to serve 70 years in a Texas prison. That should have been the end of his story. However, for whatever reason, he was released in 1984 after serving just 10 years for murder and relocated to Riverside County, California, where he got a job while on parole. He wasn't free more than a few years when he took another life, then another, and another. In the early morning of October 30th, 1986, a man scavenging for aluminum cans found the body of a young girl wedged in a drainage ditch. Her shirt had been ripped to shreds, she was covered in blood, and her genital area had been mutilated. She was later identified as 23-year-old Michelle Yvette Gutierrez. An autopsy was done and, in addition to suffering from severe trauma to her anal and vaginal areas, she also had multiple stab wounds on her face, chest, and butt, as well as marks on her neck that suggested she had been strangled while she was tortured. Less than two weeks later, the body of 24-year-old Charlotte Jean Palmer was discovered about 25 miles away from where Michelle was found. Her body was too decomposed to get a cause of death or to determine if the two cases were linked. Then came the naked body of 37-year-old Linda Ann Ortega in January of 1987. Police began looking at the three women and noticed they had a link. They were all sex workers. At this point, investigators knew there was a chance that they had a serial killer on their hands, one who would later be dubbed 
the Riverside prostitute killer. All in all, William Suff would claim the lives of 19 women between 1986 and 1991. These women were brutally attacked, tortured, bludgeoned, mutilated, and then strangled to death. One woman, Christina Leal, had a light bulb shoved into her womb, and another, Sherry Michelle Pacer, was found with a toilet plunger protruding from her vagina. A task force of 14, the largest ever assembled in the county, was formed and worked tirelessly to find their killer. With each victim, small samples such as fibers and pubic hair were found, though it would prove to be of little help until they had a suspect. But between these samples and tracks found on the ground, they were at least able to determine that all of these murders were linked to one horrible man. The more victims who were found, the more the community demanded justice. Community meetings were held, media outlets regularly broadcasted information about the case, and America's Most Wanted covered the crimes. Then came a break in the case. On August 15, 1991, a man driving a gray van picked up a sex worker near the University of California. Everything was going fine until the John began violently attacking the woman. She was able to escape, but not before seeing the man pick up her friend, Kelly Marie Hammond, and speed off. That same night, Hammond's naked body was found. The woman who escaped was able to create a composite sketch of the killer and the car he drove. Soon, this information was across every newspaper and on every news station. Despite this new lead, he was able to claim three more victims before his capture. Then, on January 9, 1992, after a routine traffic stop, William Suff was arrested after police found a bloody knife in his vehicle. But his arrest had many scratching their heads. The William Suff they knew was a mild-mannered man who kept to himself. And the police recognized his face. He had once delivered office furniture to the officers on the Riverside Task Force. He cooked at office picnics and even had an award-winning chili recipe that won cook-offs. How could this man be the one responsible for such vicious murders? Then, investigators and media began digging into his past, found out about the former murder conviction of his infant. While it did seem difficult to believe that this nice man who wrote cookbooks in his spare time could kill 19 women, it was easier to believe that a man who killed a helpless two-month-old was capable of horrible things. His trial began on March 25, 1995, and after 54 days of testimony and four days of deliberation, the jury found him guilty of 12 counts of first-degree murder and one of attempted murder. During the penalty phase of the trial, evidence was presented that linked William Suff to the 1988 murder of a San Bernardino sex worker, as well as the violent shaking death of his three-month-old daughter from his second wife in 1991. While residing on death row, an interesting rumor began to swirl. That award-winning chili he served? It was made from the breast meat of one of his victims. He remains in San Quentin, waiting on his execution. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on January 10th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. 
If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.